Come on in, sit back, relax. You're listening to episode 174 of the Local Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Greg Eskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. And this podcast features news, interviews, and analysis on the trends and best practices all around wealth management technology. This episode is part of our ongoing series focused on wealth tech startups. And I had a fantastic conversation with today's guest, Ainsley Simmons of PershingX. Now, PershingX is a new business unit that designs and builds innovative digital solutions for Pershing's wealth solutions. Clients, uh, including broker-dealers, registered investment advisors, and trust companies. Now, of course, Pershing isn't a startup. They're probably the least startup company in our space. But they decided to take a big risk and build a startup inside their company by launching PershingX and hiring Ainsley to run it. Let me run you through her bio, and you'll see why she was an excellent choice for this role. Ainsley Simmons is a managing director and member of the executive committee for Pershing. She is president of Pershing X. Now, prior to joining Pershing, Ainsley was the global head of digital at PIMCO, a $2.2 trillion investment management firm, where she led a team responsible for the development of all client-facing and sales-enablement technologies across 17 offices worldwide. Now, Ainsley also has extensive fintech startup experience. She helped build and successfully exit two fintech companies. One was Thinkorswim, where she was chief marketing and product officer. Uh, they were a high-frequency options trading brokerage that was acquired by TDA. And uh, she was also uh, working at LearnVest, uh, a digital financial advice platform, where she served as a COO. Uh, so two successful fintech exits. Ainsley earned a BA from the University of Western Ontario, Canada, which is really cold, so you got to give her credit for that. And she also has an MBA from Harvard Business School. She's currently a member of the Harvard Business School Women's Alumni Association and advises several early stage startups. So um, we had a fantastic conversation. You're going to hear all about it in a couple of seconds here. But if you are an executive of a wealth tech firm that's selling any software to RIAs, broker dealers, asset managers, TAMPs, or others, then you should run, not walk, to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com and fill out the get in touch form on the homepage. Our industry experts can deliver a wide range of advice, including competitive analysis, new product evaluations, market insights, and strategic advice, client buying decisions, and more. Every vendor needs these things to be successful, especially when entering new markets, and you can get on the right track by going to EzraGroupLLC.com. Now, a few quick housekeeping notes before we continue. To learn more about Pershing X and what they're doing over there, go to pershingx.com. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And now, let's kick this thing off. I'm happy to introduce my next guest on the program. It's Ainsley Simmons, president of Pershing X. Ainsley, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, this is really exciting to catch up with you. I know you're super busy. Uh, so let's just jump right into what we're talking about. Um, we're we're going into some new uh, some news that came out from you guys, which we're pretty excited about, and that is a new uh, partnership and equity investment in Conquest. Can you talk about that and and why you did that and what is the impact to um, the rest of the market? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, uh, at Pershing X, we're building sort of a, 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 well, we are building an advisory platform, you know, sort of all the tools that an advisor would need uh, to serve their client. And one of those tools um, that everyone needs, uh, at least today, is a financial planning tool. And um, what we are super excited about is finding something as innovative and easy to use 
as Conquest is. So Conquest, uh, you probably don't know the firm because they haven't really been launched in the U.S. yet. I know them. Uh, oh, you I've met with them. I've met with them. Maybe them. I'll hear listeners. Oh, yes, yes. A probably may not be... Uh, yeah. No, sorry. As familiar, yeah. Um, but Conquest uh, Financial Planning is a firm that, uh, you know, has been around for a few years, uh, primarily in the Canadian and UK markets. Um, Mark Evans is the founder. He is the former founder of Advisement, so not his first rodeo. And he essentially built um, sort of what he wished he could have built if the technology existed many years ago, which is an AI-driven uh, financial planning um, engine that really allows an advisor to do plans very quickly, but extremely tailored to their end investor um, using AI. And we, when I saw the product, so I, I'm the former head of product at LearnFast, also another financial planning uh, type uh, software that was sold to um, Northwestern Mutual a few years ago. Um, when I saw this product, I said, oh my goodness, that's what I would have built if the technology had existed a few years ago. Um, it's extremely, extremely efficient, and it creates these super customized plans for clients. And then really interestingly, puts the tasks to complete that plan back into the CRM so the advisor can make sure that all the follow-ups happen and the action really happens so that a plan, you know, isn't just a stack of paper. In fact, it, in, in the conquest world, it's very much not a stack of paper, that it really becomes an actual, actual set of activities that the client and the, and the advisor agree on and then get, you know, put into into the to-do land and, and sort of have reminders and follow-ups. So it's it's a really terrific piece of technology. And so we felt super lucky to be able to meet Mark and his team, to talk with them, talk about what we're doing on Pershing X, talk about their U.S. ambitions, and decide that, you know, we were going to be better together. Um, it, the Conquest uh, technology matches what we're trying to do, which is help advisors help more people by making their life easier. And uh, we, he ma we match what he's trying to do, which is not just have financial planning as a standalone item, but have it sort of woven through the fabric of the advisor and client experience. So match made in heaven, I guess. It certainly sounds like it. So why the investment? Why not just you know, partner with them like you would partner with eMoney, Money Guy Pro, or any other financial planning tool? Yeah, I mean, I think the equity investment is really important to us um, because I think it signifies our commitment to uh, conquest planning and their and their future, right? You know, we could have just said we'll just you know sort of have you on the platform and and you know you know if if it if it works it works it doesn't it doesn't you know we could swap. But what we're looking for on Pershing X is for opportunities where we can find like-minded companies and individuals that we can then kind of get together and collaborate and use all of that sort of like-minded energy to to get to where we want to go faster. And, you know, when I say it's a match made in heaven, you know, we had a lot of conversations where we're like, do you see the world this way or that way? Do you see the world this way or that way? And, you know, we really got comfortable that we see the world in the same way and we see the future of FinTech being platform-driven uh, not tool-driven, and um, that made a lot of sense to both of us. And so that's why we did the equity investment, and, and BNY Mellon has a long history of doing equity investments in companies like iCapital, like, um, that 
you know, we really believe it and we really believe in this one. That's great. So it's not going to limit your ability to work with other financial planning tools. No, and, and the Pershing X story, I think, um, you know, all, all the, the, the literature that's out there, our website, everything would sort of attest to the fact that we want to be an open architecture system. We want to have our own, what, what I would call native application, you know, the one that comes with the operating system. But then we are also going to be able to wrap in third parties. And we've been very clear about that because we understand people have particular tools that are their favorites. You know, somebody might like e-money, somebody might like something else, you know, for billing. I don't know, whatever the case may be. So we're not trying to be a closed system. We're not trying to be an all-in-one. We never have said that that is our future. Our future is to be a platform. But we want to have really good native applications. And that's what's so exciting about Conquest. Yeah, I've talked to the Conquest guys a number of times uh, and, and, and got a couple of demos with the product. One of the things that I liked about it was it was an open API. And they they, they claimed they were an API first platform. Yeah, 100%. Is that, is that something that helped you make the decision to work with them? Sure. You know, the nice thing about being uh, sort of late to the party, I guess, <laughs> you know, there's there's certainly other credible platforms out there. But what the, one of the nice things about being late to the party um, is we get to work with the most modern tech. And, you know, we definitely that was part of our consideration set is this platform built for the future. And we really believe uh, what Mark and his team have built is, is as future proof as anything can be. You know what they say, the early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. I like cheese better than worms. Yeah, and see, you it know. all works out. Something you said, Ainsley, in your press release. Today's advisors are data-driven yet time-starved. Yeah. What does that mean, and how does this uh, getting investment partnership help that, that message? Yeah, there's some, uh, I think it's really data, and I'm sorry, I don't have it right in front of me, and we can send it to you on follow-up probably seen the study that advisors spend somewhere around 25% of their time with clients and the rest of the time kind of behind the desk. And there's a set of activities, some of which are productive, like working on their practice and their business, working on prospecting. And then there's a bunch of stuff that isn't productive, like, you know, read data entering and trying to hunt down, you know, where a proposal stands. Um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that they're doing that is just, you know, you know, I don't know, busy work, I guess, is I don't know what's got. So what what we're trying to do here and and is save advisors time, right? I keep talking about that because I think if we could half the time it takes them to service a client, they could double their business. I mean straight back. <laughs> so if they wanted to. I mean maybe some people don't want to, but if they wanted to. And without adding more more staff and taking on more overhead, et cetera, et cetera. So I know you and I share uh, a deep love of talking about interconnectedness and, and integration. And I love watching the innovation you're doing um, in sort of helping advisors sort through what is a very confusing marketplace on do things connect. And uh, and I think we, we might sort of share some of that same ambition, which is, you know, we got to stop the madness of building out tech stacks that don't work with each other. And um Anyways, so so that's that's uh, that's I, I I might have lost my train of thought there, but no, don't worry. Yeah, I was fo I'm following you, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, thanks thanks for the the kind words. I appreciate that. And, you know, I was moderating a roundtable discussion with um, a bunch of broker dealers 
um, mid-size, you know, small to mid-size broker-dealers. And all the, what we were, what they're complaining about was integrations and the yeah. lack, the, 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 this, the, the lack of app to app integrations, where the, uh, the lack of bi-directional integrations and the lack of vertical integrations. Well, I do have some data for you there that I have in front of me. So Investment Hughes uh, put out a study called the Advisor Technology Study 2022. We'll send you the link. Um, and they said that 57% of advisors report their biggest pain point with PAC is the lack of integration between the core applications and 44 say the lack of sort of cross application workflow. That is bananas to me that really people's biggest complaint is it doesn't connect. And you heard it in your round table, but the, the numbers absolutely uh, echo that sentiment for sure. Um, that's our biggest problem. Oh, I, I agree with you 100%. I, I, I believe I saw that survey, that, but please send it over just in case it's different. Sure. The same numbers kind of echo across all the surveys I've seen that advisors, and, you know, and that's very different than the advisor complaints 10 years ago. And the reason is that there's more tech. I just said, you said if you link to the party, that the more tech appears, it's easier to build. So we're seeing a flood of new applications, which advisors are trying and then and trying to integrate in their practice and realizing that. It's it's messing because while they're giving they're getting some interesting functionality, it's disrupting their workflow. Absolutely. Well, one more fun fact for you, and this was um, MMI information from 2002, their advisor expectation study, um, <clears throat> that it's not just an advisor problem now. That study said 93% of advisors want to see more simplicity and integration over a more expansive set of features, but it's also an investor problem. 84% of investors are saying they want greater simplicity and integration over more features. So the features arms race, I think, is over. I think the new game is integration. I'm going to disagree with you there. I don't think there's ever going to be enough features for people. It, there's never enough features. It will always be adding features. But you're right about the second part, that if you're delivering features without integration, there's more, more advisors are going to reject that when they realize that, what am I going to do with this? i got to test, which again, to get there, and now I'm doing 10 different test switches to do the most simplest, to, to set up a client meeting or to deliver a... Build a, a, build a portfolio to right. run the analytics on it, to see if it's a good thing with my client. To, all the things that really are where they can differentiate themselves with clients, which is providing tailored, you know, advice. Exactly. And then we're seeing more uh, advisors realize that... Their value add is not building portfolios. It's understanding the client's needs, understanding uh, their their lives, understanding what their kids want, their their, their spouse wants, uh, and helping them uh, be more holistic about that information they give them. Which means you got to spend more time gathering that information and applying it in some ways. You need your system to be able to capture all those goals and dreams and and how you follow and them. And you and you said, yeah, I think advisors should think of themselves as you know, sort of tailors, not, you know, fabric manufacturers. And if you take a really beautiful piece of cloth and you're just tailoring it to your client and they feel like it fits them perfectly, you're going to like your tailor and you're not going to wonder why they didn't weave the fabric themselves. You know what I mean? You That experience of getting bespoke clothing is the most premium, wonderful experience. And we have advisors that think weaving is the game. And I, I, I think that, you know, that needs to move forward. That's a great analogy. I, I haven't heard anyone use that one before. And I've heard a lot well, of I'm looking, I'm looking at your jacket and I got inspired. So. Thank you. 
Yeah, this is my conference jacket. One of my conference. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fitting you well. Thank you so much. Right, so let's um, shift gears. Uh, can you give? Can you catch us up on what's going on with Persian X? Everyone's excited about it. Did we hear a lot yeah. about the news? When are we going to see it? What are we going to see? Sure. And and what? Yeah, when, 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 and when, when, and what? And why? When, when, when? No. So I joined. Uh, just over a year ago. I had my year anniversary a couple of days ago. Um, and we started with zero, right? And it was a uh, hearing fleet, please start a fintech within the Bank of New York, Mellon Go. And in a year, we've staffed, uh, I think we're over 450 people now, Greg, um, engineers, product managers, designers, uh, client relationship people, the whole gamut. Part of that came from the bank. We brought two um, sort of BNY Mellon Persian brands into Persian X, Allbridge, our data mm-hmm. custodial data aggregation platform, and our managed accounts platform. So we're, we we moved a couple things in. So that that got us going. Uh, but we also attracted about 150, almost 200 net new folks who are super interested in this really hard problem that we're trying to solve. And we got them from startups and we got them from, you know, other places on Wall Street and we got them from, you know, fintechs. It's it's really been wonderful to see the influx of talent that this thing has has uh, has attracted, um, and and we're not done, but we're probably not going to keep you know building at that rate. That's insane. We don't need to. But now we have everyone you know sort of settling in and and building. And what are we building? We're building the platform. We're building native applications where we think it makes sense. Um, we're partnering on native applications where like Conquest, where we think it's better to do that. Um, and we are about to put out uh, a private beta. Mm-hmm. Um, next month. So what are we going to test with that beta? We are testing the operating system, the platform. And we're trying to see is our take, our hot take on this problem yeah. going to solve the issue that we described, which is making it easier for advisors to navigate across these applications. And so we only have a couple applications in it just to test the interaction pattern, mm-hmm. the data layer, the framework, you know, sort of early days MVP startup style. Uh, then we're going to get feedback. We'll probably make changes because, you know, I'm sure we didn't get everything right. And then we have to add in the other applications. When we're going to announce that we're sort of ready to go, I think it depends on how that beta goes, to be perfectly honest. I don't want to be an idiot and say, oh, I'm going to commit to a timeline. And then we have a bunch of changes to make that are going to make the product better. And then I now am forced not to make them because I've told you some timeline. So I'm very much taking my startup training, which is, you know, test your hypothesis early, get it in the hands of users early, take their feedback, use it, and then we'll talk uh, release. So I hope I'm not being like uh, painfully vague, but that's the way startups work. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm staying private beta for another little while. I understand completely. Can you talk about um, who is testing it in private beta? Some current Persian clients. I'm not going to name names. Okay. But, can you, you know. generically describe what types of clients you're you're working with? I'm going to be annoying here. Folks that care about the advice tech stack and delivering quality advice, and and there's a lot of those in the Persian family. Is there a specific size? Like, like uh, is, do you feel that Persian X is more suited to RIAs or broker dealers? You know, we think our hypothesis is that RIAs are going to get the most value out of this in the short term because, you know, they it's more difficult for them to, you know, spend the money to connect everything, to have a consolidated data layer. Like, 
it's just a lot, right? A larger firm, an enterprise firm has probably already spent a bunch of money and has done some things. Trust me, none of them are happy, yeah. but they've they've made a lot of commitments. So I was just in a couple of large enterprise firms last week. And the the model for them is that they'll probably take pieces and parts because they've got like things they're already committed to. And that doesn't surprise me. And we've built this so it can be modular that way. Um, but that's kind of the way it's shaken out. So being modular, would you think that uh, you would start out just giving them certain apps to, to work with? And then yeah, so the operating system sort of is is the chassis. And then, yeah, they can opt into this app or that app. Like we have one of the apps that we're building from the ground up um, is our trading app uh, and our tax transition application. And the early interest for those two is off the charts um, because a multi-custodial, easy-to-use trading application is something that a lot of people are shopping for. And so, like, there's a couple of apps that, you know, people are like, when, 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 because we really need it. And so, um, you know, I, I think those, uh, you know, might get out of the gate faster than some other things just because of the, you know, kind of lack of, of you know, sort of credible solutions today. So is trading, when you say trading, is that also portfolio rebalancing? Yeah, so we got rebal in there too. Yeah, for sure. And it's managed. So it's, it's the managed account platform as well that you're expanding on. Correct. Yeah. So we took we took that you know existing managed accounts uh, platform that Pershing already had, and we're modernizing it mm -hmm. and we're adding to it. We took our existing Allbridge platform and we're cloud enabling it and mm -hmm. upgrading it in many many ways. But you know what's nice about having those couple of things to start from, and you and I talked about this in mm -hmm. June. You know, it wasn't a dead start. You know, I said it was a dead start. I showed up, you know, I had to hire all these people, but it actually wasn't a dead start. And there was a lot to kind of work with. And um, that, I think, is ex going to accelerate us in a way that I, I'm pretty excited about. With the technology, so I know a lot about the managed accounts platform, having worked with it, I've been a consultant to it um, yeah. many times. The um, I know you also rely on a number of key partners with that platform. Are you keeping yeah. us a partner? So the, the, the photo dynamics used to be the engine for the for the, the rebalancing and trading. The, uh, the APL Pfizer Invest Cloud was the, the core of the UMA. Are you keeping those partners, or are you rebuilding that? Well, you know, there's there's certainly a role for keeping all kinds of partners, right? And and we have all kinds of partners, old and new. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to announce some new partnerships that uh, are we're really excited about. So there's there's all kinds of roles for partners. Um, Exactly keeping partners where they are as they are, I, you know, I, I can't, I'm not committing to that because, you know, there are certain things that um, our partners, uh, you know, may or may not want to stretch into with us. And, you know, I can't answer that question. But will there be partners with us along the way? Absolutely. And there are many of them today and there'll be many of them tomorrow. Excellent. Are there any... Um... So what are the trends you're seeing in the market um, that's driving, you know, so you got to see that you're, it's kind of like, you know, you've been in the startup space. Uh, startups have been described as you're building an airplane, you know, f jumping off a cliff and building the airplane on the way down. Uh, what are some of the trends you've seen that have changed the way you're thinking about what you're building? Yeah, I think, you know, there's nothing like breathtakingly new here. Because, you know, I think the industry has been talking about the cool stuff for a while, but obviously being on the cloud, obviously having a very scalable data layer and data lake, obviously partnering with world-class companies to do those things. 
you know, you know my commitment because I bought a company around the direct indexing and how I think that's going to shape the world. We already have relationships with alts players like iCapital in case that we can leverage for the alts trend. Like what's beautiful about doing this at BNY Mellon is, you know, the bank has its fingers into every heartbeat of every trend in every sector of uh, the capital markets. And we get to leverage all of that, you know, like digital custody, who digital asset custody, who knew, right? The Bank of New York Mellon would be a leader there. So, uh, you know, I think that um, we have many ways to sort of stay current. Um, but I think a lot of the talk hasn't materialized yet into true value. And that's what we're focused on, making sure that we're going to turn these innovative things into true business building value for our advisors and their clients. You just happened to mention uh, digital assets. Will Pershing X be supporting cryptocurrencies on your roadmap? Not in our, yeah, not in our first release or two. Obviously, the mothership is uh, got to get going first. But again, really fun for us to be able to just jump on uh, that train, you know, that's already barreling down the road. And I didn't have to go build that. So, you know, it, it just keeps coming back to the why. Uh, you know, everyone always asks me why. Like, why this in the bank? Why would you ever do that? Why, 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 why? It's the question that, like, I think is the most popular question. You know, isn't it going to slow you down? And you know, I always answer with, sure. There's some parts that you know I gotta, you know, let's call it grease the gears and try and move as fast as possible within the confines of a regulated bank. But when it comes with it, is pretty incredible. So you know, that's. That's the balancing act. And we're all anxiously waiting for that train to come into the station. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here. You, we were out of time. Um, I appreciate it so much. Thanks. I uh, hopefully talk to you again soon. Thank you. Let me break into this interview for just a second to encourage everyone listening to attend the upcoming T3 Technology Conference. If you are in any way involved with advisor technology, the T3 Conference is a must-attend event. I've been going for over a decade, and I feel it's one of the best events in the industry because of the attendees and the content. I, I see executives from a wide variety of wealth management firms, from the smallest RIAs to the largest broker-dealers, as well as they have one of the largest and busiest vendor halls you'll find everywhere. Every vendor uh, is going to be there, from again, from the largest to the smallest ones, and everyone in between, every different category. If you look on the... Uh, uh, the Kitsis Ezra map, almost every category is covered at T3. Uh, you'll find everything you need uh, for your firm. The conference this year is in sunny Tampa, Florida from March 13th to the 16th, and the venue is the Marriott Tampa Water Street. I'll be moderating a panel discussion on optimizing enterprise technology stacks, which you don't want to miss. You can register at T3 Conferences, that's a plural, t3conferences.com. Uh, and this is you know, for anyone who's attending, if you are a buyer of technology, for example, an RIA, an RIA aggregator, bank, broker, dealer, or others, we have a special promo code just for podcast listeners. It is Ezra100, E-Z-R-A-1-0-0. It's promo code, just enter it on the registration page, and you will receive $100 off uh, if you're using either of two registrations, the financial advisor registration or the broker-dealer executive registrations. Um, this Ezra 100 will give you $100 off either of those. So I hope to see you guys, everyone here listening at the upcoming T3 conference. Hey, it's Greg again. Here are my top three takeaways from this episode. 
Today, advisors are data-driven yet time-starved. Great quote from Ainsley. It's a really important uh, observation about uh, the, the the world where you live in, the industry uh, we live in, and a good focus for the new platform Pershing X is pulling together. Uh, the second one is um, 57% of advisors complain about the technology, which is uh, a lot. And if they're complaining, they might need something new. So why not go to Pershing X, a known quantity uh, Pershing, and something they could then work with and uh, connect across their entire organization. And um, it's going to be built as an open API-first platform. So that's something we love to hear at Ezra Group, considering we uh, launched the Ezra Group WealthTech Integration Score. So anyone building out an API-first platform is music to our ears. Right, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. Please go to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com, and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, you scroll to the bottom of the homepage, you can sign up for that. And once a month, you'll receive an email chock full of wealth management, goodness, news, updates, analysis. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening and talk to you all again next time.